Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Today, we're going to talk about something that is near and dear. We've been talking about the disciplines of the Lord. How many enjoyed last week? The disciplines of the Lord. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Um, I believe that it'll minister to you. Uh, um, my wife, uh, actually, she said something. There is a difference. She, it, I give credit to her this first time, and then you'll not see the credits anymore. She said um, we should know the difference between discipline and judgment. Amen. So, so discipline is not necessarily judgment. It's just it's instruction, punishment. Amen. And so we need to receive the punishment of the Lord or the instruction. I know that sounds funny, um, but we need to receive the, the instructions of the Lord. How many this week experience the Lord revealing your idols to you? Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. I, I, he, he came after some idols for, in my life. And so some King Uzziah's got to die. Amen. We talked about that last week. And so he's after killing <laughs> these idols that we have built up. And John Calvin said the human heart is a factory of idols. So your heart wants to always make <laughs> idols. So here we go. Don't leave home without him. Don't leave home without him. Subtitle. Um, it's, I know it's long, honey. Receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit daily. Don't leave home without him. Uh, growing up, I, I remember seeing a commercial, and it was an energized bunny. And I think that they still got it, right? It's still around, right? He, he's, they didn't, the, the rabbit should be old by now. <laughs> he should be real old because he was around when I was a kid. I think he was around when my mom was a kid. But he had the little drum and he's beating and it was like uh, energy. It was like um, the battery, like don't leave home without the battery, right? And so we, we're not to leave home without the Holy Spirit. And so I want to talk about this discipline today of receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit, receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. If you need a Bible, raise your hand and someone will serve you. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and let's look at verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Don't leave home without him. We, we need him. How I many know we need him? Amen. All the time. We need him. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says this. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let's read that again. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So we see the triune God in operation. We see the grace of Jesus. We see the love of God the Father. And we see the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it. He is a person. So don't ever res respond to him or talk about him as it. It says something to me. It touched me. How would you feel if somebody called you an it? You'll get upset, right? You're ready to fight. And so we don't want to refer to him as an it. He is a person. The Bible never refers to Father God as Mother God, but always Father God. And that word Father means um, is where we receive our identity. Amen. Father God. He is our source. So our source who is in heaven. Um, the one who re we receive our identity, our father, our source, the one who sustains us. So the Holy Spirit is a person. He has emotions. How many of the Holy Spirit has emotions? You can make him mad. You don't want to make him mad. You can make him, you can grieve him. It talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. You don't want to grieve him. There are some ways we could grieve him by not obeying what he speaks to us. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can make him mad. You can bring joy to him. 
So he is a person. He has emotions. Just a side note, um, don't ever despise having children in the sanctuary. Don't let that bother you because the kids are getting it. They're receiving impartation. I caught Declan this week singing the songs that we sing just out of the blue. And so don't ever look at it as, as wasted time. They're not understanding everything. I do believe that there's things happening to our children when they come to church. There's impartations. There's, there's grace deposits being placed inside of them. So it may not show up all immediately, but it'll show up somewhere along the line, down the line. Amen. So don't ever look at And so Destin asked me this morning the, when Courtney was singing um, Tis So Sweet, he asked me, um, wilt, what is that? And then he says, what is a stronghold? Paying attention. There's something's happening. Going back to the Holy Spirit, he is the third person of the Godhead, the Trinity. You have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just as much God as Jesus is, just as much God as, as the Father is. The Holy Spirit came inside of you. If you're a believer, he lives on the inside of you. But there's more of him to receive. He wants to take you into his classroom and to teach you some things. He is the greatest teacher there is. He's on the earth to teach us. God did not trust us only to his angels, but he gave us his spirit. We have a personal tutor of the word of God. Amen. Amen. And guess what? He lives on the inside of you. He's on his inside. Say, the Spirit of God, Spirit of God. is on the inside of me. He is. And he wants to lead you and guide you and direct you every single day. Every day of your life, he wants to order your steps. Please allow him to order your steps for the day. Let him write the narrative of your life. Stop trying to do this on your own. Some of us try to do our singleness on our own. Some of us try to do our marriages on our own. Some of us try to do our parenting on our own. Some of us try to do our jobs on our own. But we need to allow him to help us. He is our helper. It's the, think about it. You're struggling. You're frustrating with stuff. You're frustrated with stuff. And he has all the answers. He's available to give those answers to you. There's a million ways to get you healed, more than a million ways. There's a million ways to get you prosperous. There's a million ways to have heaven in your marriage, heaven in your singleness, heaven in your parenting. I mean, I'm not talking about everything being perfect, but his wisdom can help you. And if you will receive him, he'll lead you and guide you. He is, he is, he is a, Francis Chan said, he is the forgotten God. And the church has forgotten about him. He's the one to grow a church. He's the one to build a church. He's the, come on. You, you can actually build a church without God through marketing, right? There's some things you can do. You can, you can build your life without God. You can get out of debt without God. You can have a somewhat of a decent marriage without God. You can have somewhat of a singleness without God. But there's nothing like having him on you and with you. Because the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow to it. And so if, he'll do, if he's involved in it, it won't be in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, our labor is in vain. So he, he wants to build you. He wants to direct your steps. But so many people neglect him. So many people forsake him. Thank you, Lord. Just like the, dis the disciplines of the Lord, we need to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Don't leave home without him. It is a daily discipline that we need to implore in order to be successful as Christians. God did not give you the Holy Ghost. The word ghost in the King James Version, it just, it was a different way of saying that. You know, um, we believe in demonic spirits. Uh, we believe in and some people will call it ghosts, but we don't believe in ghosts like people coming back and so forth. But there is the King James call it Holy Ghost. They use the word ghost instead of spirit. So Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Now, there's some believers who actually believe that it's too different. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. That, that's totally confusion. A lot of confusion. But Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is interchangeable. There are many spirits in the world. But the Holy Spirit is the only one who's holy. 
Amen. That's the difference between him. He will always glorify Jesus, which we're about to see. God did not give you the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost for you to be defeated. He did not give you the Holy Spirit for you to be ignorant of the ways of God. He did not give you the Holy Spirit for you to be afraid. You must receive him daily. So underneath your breath or out loud, just say, I receive him. I receive him. You got to receive the Holy Spirit every day. Every single day, receive his ministry. Receive the person of the Holy Spirit. He is there waiting to do work for you, waiting to help you fulfill the plans and the purposes of God. We need to tap into him. We need to receive him. He has more peace than you have, than you're willing to admit that you need. Spirit of God will give you peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that sustains you when you're going through hell. He has more joy than you have sorrow. He has more healing than your body has sickness. He has more provision than you have debt. He has more, more ways to mend relationships than you have the problems or drama in relationships. If you have some drama, I have drama in different relationships. There's some relatives, I'm, I'm, there's a, um, a, 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 we're estranged, you know, um, just because of sin and because of drama-filled relationship. Y'all, why y'all looking at me like y'all don't have anything? <laughs> like, oh, you're the pastor and you got drama-filled relationship? Oh, yeah, I got relatives that um, don't want to speak to me or, or, or you know, I don't want to say too much because, you know, they listen to it and let me check on them. <laughs> okay, so and if you think I'm talking about you, I'm, I am. Uh, so uh, you, you have to you have to guard that, you know. And, and God can give you wisdom, and they got to be willing as well, right? You you can't be like, okay, I'm gonna forgive and I'm gonna work at it. But if they're not willing to work at it, then I mean, you got to keep praying and believing God. Jesus is God's gift to the world, and the Holy Spirit is God's gift to the church. Amen. The, whole, the world cannot receive him. The world must receive Jesus. Then you can, you're qualified to receive him. Amen. Amen. The blood of Jesus cleanses you and prepares the way for the Holy Spirit to come inside of you. Glory to God. So the only way for you to receive the third person of the Godhead, you got to receive the second person. The only way to receive the Father, you got to receive the second person. All... It, 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 it pleased the Father that the fullness of the Godhead was to dwell inside of Jesus. And so in order, when you receive this man, Jesus, it qualifies you to receive favor, receive angels on your behalf, receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit, receive the person of the Holy Spirit, receive the love of the Father. When you love on Jesus and place your faith in Jesus, it releases Father God to love you in a special way. He loves the world, but he loves his children. And he does things for his children that he does not do for the world. I hope you do the same for yours if you got them. You will do things for your children that you won't do for other people. You will do things, come on, for your nephew and nieces that you won't do for other people. Come on, right? Don't act like y'all, uh, yeah, we just treat everybody. So, no, we don't. <laughs> the Bible, um, Minister Angel says, um, he, she was quoting from Paul. She, said, he, she, she was saying, like, do good to everybody, but especially the household of faith. Yes. You know, do good, provide for everybody, but especially for your household. Yes. Spirit of the living God, he's the gift. He's the promise. He's the promise of the Father. The, prom the Father promised the Spirit of God that he would come in um, Ezekiel. He says, I'm going to send my spirit. Um, he also said um, in Ze Zechariah, he says that um, it's not my might nor my power, but my, by, by my spirit. There's the promise of the Spirit of God. He's available to you and I. He's the advantage. He puts us in an advantage in a way that the world can't receive. You and I have an advantage. Um, God deals with me in time to time in dreams. And sometimes he gives me specific. Sometimes I know things that I can't explain. Right? How many know the Spirit of God will give you inside information? 
<laughs> All you got to do is pray a little bit. <laughs> I didn't say a lot, just a little bit. If you pray just a little bit, he'll give you some inside information. And, and I was talking to Courtney about this on the way to church. There's a young man. I'm a, I can mention his name, right? It's, it's okay. Okay, I'm going to mention his name anyway. Um, so this is a young man. He's our godson, one of our godsons. And so he, I remember meeting him. He was eight years old, Quentin. We call him Flex, and then we call him Mr. Harvey. I mean, he got all na different names, Mr. Stranger uh, on social media. And so I remember meeting him and at a young age, and then I got to know him a little bit, and he called me and Courtney up and asked to be, uh, can we... Uh, uh, be his godparents. We were like, wait a minute, this is not supposed to work this way. You're supposed to be a little kid. <laughs> and, and so I said, we'll get back to you. Let me think about this. And we, we accepted. Uh, it was uh, it's an honor. And then all of a sudden, I, I, he had to be like 12. I saw him as a grown behind man with married and kids. Just like that. And I'm like, whoa. And he was only 12 at the time. And then the Lord dealt with me and says, you need to prepare him. You need to help him and be available to him. And now he is married. He has a kid and a kid on the way in the Middle West. And I'm telling you, Holy Spirit will show you things, people that is connected with you. He'll show you things about people talking about you on your job. He'll reveal the secrets of the enemy. Don't be ignorant concerning Satan's devices. God will give you inside information about what your children are doing, about everything that's connected to you. He'll even reveal what's going on in the world. I, I, I remember hearing a story of a young lady. She had a dream. And she saw these twins. And all of a sudden, in the dream, she saw the twins run away and get lost. And then as she came out of it, guess what she found? She, she, the Lord revealed to her it was the Twin Towers. And I'm telling you, God will speak. Again and again and again. And if you go, there's stories of people who were supposed to be in the towers that day or work by it. And they all of a sudden, they, oh, I'm going to call out. Oh, I got a dentist appointment. I'm telling you, Spirit of God will lead you and guide you. He will lead you into victory. Well, some I can hear somebody saying, what about those people who didn't receive? Right? Well, it's not our problem that when people don't hear, God is always speaking but very few are listening and heeding. Mm -hmm. so, so because people don't receive, it doesn't bring condemnation on them, but be grateful that you are able to hear and you're able to receive. Amen? We're not to think that we're better because God speaks to us. All it takes is a little pride and his spirit will stop dealing with you. And some of us, and this is for somebody, some of us talk too much and you keep talking and telling everything that God tells you, he'll stop talking to you. Amen. Go with me to Luke chapter 24. Spirit of the Lord, his ministry is alive and well. He'll lead you how to win people to Christ. He'll lead you how to do your job better. He'll lead you how to be a better student, better mother, better father, better child, better uncle. Come on. He'll lead you and guide you. He wants to lead us and guide us. Don't, don't be ignorant that you have to live like the world. You don't have to live like the world. You can live like those who are in Christ. I'm not saying that you, I'm, this, not, this is not painting a picture that everything is perfect. He'll lead you in the midst of a trial. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you joy. He, he'll teach you how to count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials and tribulations. When you're going through hell, he'll, he'll make it seem like it, it won't even burn you. You'll be like the Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bad Negro. Like they were like really like going through, right? And, and they didn't even have the stench, the stench of the smoke on them. So you can go through some things, which you will, <laughs> and it won't even get on you. You may be going through a pandemic, but don't look like you've been through a pandemic. You may be going through a time where the gas is high and he'll make it seem like it wasn't. He is a sustainer. He has many ways to prosper you and to increase you, even in the midst of a depression, even in the midst of a financial crisis. Do not neglect his ministry. Yes. i never forget, I'm, I remember sitting, I had the honor of sitting under Kenneth E. Hagin, able to, I met him one time, and, um, and, and I remember sitting in his, in, his, in his classroom, and he said that back during the 80s, 
the Lord was leading him in the ministry not to, to, to save up money, to save money, extra, put extra back. And the Lord says something is coming and you need to be prepared for it. You know, go up to three or four years later, there was a big scandal in the body of Christ with PTL and Jim Baker, Jim and Tammy Baker and Jimmy Swaggart, and people stopped giving. And do you know that his ministry did not even feel a crunch? Because he listened to the Spirit of God by putting back extra. Sounds like Joseph to me. God will lead you. I prophesied a few months ago, a few a couple months ago, and said that there will, there's, gonna, there's a storm coming. I went to a minister's conference, a well-known prophetess, got up and said, the Lord showed me that there was a storm coming. There's a storm coming. Prepare yourself. Prepare your family. Prepare your spirit. There's something that's going to come that's going to be bad, but we won't feel it <laughs> because we'll have peace in the midst of the storm. We'll be sleeping with Jesus and, and on the ship as the storm, as John P. Key says prophetically, the storm is passing over. Amen. Some of y'all get that. Who is John P. Key? <laughs> Young congregation. John, uh, Luke chapter 24. Somebody look up John P. Key. <laughs> Luke chapter 24, and let's look at verse 29. It's so wonderful to hear babies cry. I've said this before. There was a time we didn't have any kids. I'm so grateful that we are busting out the walls over there. And the Lord's going to make provision. Amen. Amen. It's so good to hear children. Don't ever despise kids crying in church. They could be somewhere else, but they're in that presence of God with the people of God under the, the authority of the word, and they're crying. What a wonderful place to be. Yes. Amen. Luke 24, that should ease the parents. Oh, man, I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Nobody's going to look at you strange because your kid is crying. <laughs> Amen. Luke 24, verse 49. It says, and behold, I'm sending what? The what? The promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. In other words, don't leave home without him. Too many believers are living, leaving home without the presence of God, without the Spirit of God leading them. Do not neglect his daily ministry. He wants to help you. He wants to reveal things to you. For those parents and grandparents, if you'll pray hard enough, he'll show you about your children and show you their future and show you how to prepare for their future. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you heard this story before, but I remember one time when um, Destin was, he had to be like three or four, maybe two or three, and, and I was helping, I was always picking up after him, me and his wife, me and my, his mom, we were picking up, I say his wife, me and his mom was picking up after him all the time, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, as, as sure as my name is Dwayne L. Wright, I heard the, the cousin, the former cousin of Lionel Richie, I'm sorry, um, um, <laughs> I just found out Lionel Richie is not my cousin, I'm heartbroken, I mean, I, I believed the lie for years, and I well, anyway, um, so um, some of y'all don't even know Lionel, who Lionel is. Um, so anyway, so I'm picking up toys after him, and we we're picking up, picking up stuff. And the Spirit of God said to me, he says, stop picking up after him all the time. If you don't, you'll be picking up after him the rest of his life. Teach him how to pick it up. <laughs> that, that was strong. <laughs> that almost took me out. I mean, it's, I, I heard the voice of the Lord. I didn't hear an audible voice on the inside of me. He'll lead you. He's, he cares about those things. Let, let me tell you another story real quick. So we were on our way to the Tucker's wedding. We were here in the building, and, you know, they're going to start on time. So we, we, we had to make sure we get there on time. I didn't want to say the pastor showed up late. So we were looking around. We were, we were looking for Declan's bottle. And we don't, you know, we didn't have enough time to stop at Target and get the little BP-free or whatever bottle or something. And, you know, he was on the special formula. So it was expensive. The formula was like $42 a little can. And he was going through that thing every two weeks. But thank God for allergists who have, we had favor with who gave us samples. Anyway, and so we were just, this is the feeling, right? So um, we, were, we were looking for the bottle, and, and, and we had 
told somebody to go up and look at it, and they didn't find it. Courtney came up and looked at it, she didn't find it. And I, I said, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. I went upstairs and I was looking for it, and I was looking for it, and then all of a sudden I said, wait a minute. Holy Spirit, you know exactly where. So I sat down in the chair for a few moments and I said, Holy Spirit, you know exactly where this bottle is. And I just start praising God. I thank you for leading me, guiding me for where this bottle is. And I'm thinking, oh, my wife's going to get upset and Tucker's not going to get married on time. And I was just like, and then all of a sudden I start praying in tongues a little bit, just a little bit. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord, for leading me. And as sure as my name's Dwayne L. Wright, I had a vision, a mini vision. And in the vision, I saw a little, like a little tree house, a doll house, and inside was a little door, and the bottle was inside. I came out of that, and when I say I had a vision, it wasn't like, oh, I was in a trance. Okay, don't get stupid, dumb, deep on me. <laughs> I got up. And I looked in the little tree. There's a little, like, a little, I think we still have it, a little, like, tree or a little dollhouse. And inside was the bottle. I'm telling you, I, I rejoice that the fact that the Lord cares so much about me and the Tuckers that he showed me where the bottle was. Are you with me? Don't, don't despise the little things. He'll lead you and guide you not to go a certain spot, a certain way. Go home the long way this day. Go home the short way. Don't take this train. Miss that train. Go to the next. Come on, he'll lead you and guide you because he knows what's ahead. And if you say, well, well, I, I sense that the Lord told me to go the long way and nothing happened. Praise God, nothing happened. You don't have to know all the details. I didn't say he's going to tell you the details of what he protected you from. And sometimes the rejection, God protects us from rejection. I mean, it's through that rejection that he's protecting us. Amen. Thank the Lord for the, all those people that rejected you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That job that rejected you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me. He knew what was coming down the line. That, that circle that you didn't get in. Thank you, Lord, for rejecting me. That, 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 you know, just all those things that you wanted. Thank God you didn't get that car you really wanted because he knew that you were going to get laid off a couple weeks down the line and you would have got that car you would get had a repo. Come on. He, he knows. Thank God you didn't get that mortgage that you really wanted or that house. Sometimes we, it's, it, we delight in the answer prayers, but we should delight in the unanswered prayers or the prayers that God says no, because that's part of his disciplines. Amen. Amen. So we see the promise. He says, don't leave Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Don't leave home without him. Go with me to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Don't leave home without him. You and I need him. Those who get ready to go to college, you need him. Amen. He'll lead you not to drink after that person. Amen. He'll lead you not, come on, because there's many horror stories. He'll lead you not to smoke that marijuana that's laced with some stuff that's going to jack you up for the rest of your life. My wife and I know too many young people who are jacked up because they smoke the wrong thing. You shouldn't have been smoking it anyway, but it's laced up with something. The Holy Spirit will lead you. I mean, never forget my aunt said she was in the club doing her thing, and she was praying in tongues. She said, how could I be praying in tongues in the club? I said, he's praying and interceding for you, even in the midst of the club. He will. He will. He, he will lead you. You will go in a straight intercession in the clubhouse. But they catch oh, no, 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 no. And they thought you got a new dance or something. <laughs> and you bent over. And the Lord is purging you and helping you and protecting you. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> John chapter 21. John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Let's look at verse 22. When he had said this, let's jump up to 21. Let's go ahead and jump up to verse 19. And on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, notice this, that Jesus will show up when, everything, when you are in prison. He will show up. They were locked out. They locked out. They were afraid for their lives because the master had been dead. He died. And they were like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? They, they had fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, 
peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, what? Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And so here he is giving them the keys to the kingdom and telling them, first, receive him and then go out and fulfill the Great Commission. He breathed on them. At that moment, the church was born. At that moment, it was not the infilling of the Spirit. It was the new birth. It was the, new, the recreation of the Holy Spirit, the recreation of the human spirit, excuse me. Men and women were receiving the new nature, the new nature. Jesus breathed on his disciples and told them to receive the Holy Spirit. If the disciples needed the Holy Spirit back then, how much more do we need him? We need him. The Holy Spirit is real, and he wants to fill us again and again and again and again. Come on, a couple more scriptures before I let you go. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We're talking about don't leave home without him. We'll go with verse 1, Acts chapter 1. Receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit daily. I want you and I to become so aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you're, for those with little kids, you change the diapers, he is there. For those who are, all, who are single in the bedroom, he is there. For those who are on the job, working from home or working in the office, he is there. Whether you're in the factory or whether you're in McDonald's, he is there. Amen? You need to be aware of him. Become more God conscience. Become more aware of who he is. He's with me. Whether I'm taking the bus, I'm on the bicycle, I'm in my bins, he's with me. He is with nothing, neglect, nothing, no, no status in life can stop him from being with me. He is with us. He is with us. The Spirit of God is in us and with us. And he's walking up and down these aisles and going through the streaming and he's touching people. There's things happening spiritually that you have no idea of. He is here. He wants to change you from the inside out. He wants to destroy those strongholds. He wants to bring you up to a higher level in him. He is here. He is here. If you can see him, you'll be amazed at what he's doing. Every hallelujah, every thank you, Jesus, every tongue he receives. Spirit of the living God is here. Become more aware of him. The scripture of Proverbs 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And it said not use your understanding. It says don't lean on it. Go search out the, what the pros and the cons are. But don't lean on that. Don't lean on the reviews. Don't lean on what you think I should do. What you think I should do. Lean on the one who is inside of you. Look to him. So when you're making a decision, the first thing you should do is look to the word of God. And look on the inside. What do you mean? I have a sinful nature. Well, if you're born again, he's inside of you. So look on the inside of you. Look to him. What scripture you have? I'm glad you asked. First John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the greater one lives on the inside of you. And he'll lead you and guide you and direct you. He'll lead you in your decision making. Use your mind, but don't rely on it. Look to him. Because sometimes he'll tell you not to do something when your mind's telling you to do it. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be by witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You will receive power. You will receive dunamis. You will receive that same power that raised Christ from the dead. See, when you got born again, the Spirit of God came inside of you. Every Christian, regardless if they speak in tongues or not, they have the Spirit of God inside of them. That Baptist believer, that Catholic believer, 
Yes, some Catholics are saved. Come on. That's right. Some of them say they might be praying to Mary, but the Holy Ghost is trying to get them to pray like Mary prayed. She was in the upper room. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, you got some um, SDAs, right? Seventh-day Adventists who are saved. Come on. Uh, you got some Methodists who are saved, and you got some, come on, you got Baptists and Methodists and, and Presbyterians and Reform and, and, and wildlife, wildfire Christians. <laughs> they always got a word from the Lord. <laughs> I mean, you, they, I'm saying Spirit of God is inside of every believer. If you believe in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Amen. Amen. And so when you receive this power, watch this. He comes up on. When you get baptized with the Holy Spirit and receive the Bible evidence of, of speaking in other tongues, he comes upon. He comes up on. He fills you up to overflowing. And the initial evidence that you're filled with his spirit is he changes your tongue. He knows the power of death and life in the tongue. He knows the ability. He told what, um, Elizabeth's husband who, who received a visitation from the Lord and, and he didn't believe the Lord and the Lord shut his mouth up because he was going to mess up the plan of God with his words. He muted him. How many know that God needs to mute some of us? We're messing things up with our mouths. We're damning things that we have no business damning. Watch what you're saying. Watch what you say of your children. Watch what you say of your body. The older I get, the better I become. Uh, the activity, when I'm 120 and ready to die, I'll still be walking and have all my teeth and have my right mind and my ears. I may not run like a little kid, but I'm still, I'm still ticking. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. So you got to change your confession. Change your words. And allow the Spirit of God Speak over your life. Amen. Almost finished. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Actually, no. Go to Acts, um, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. This is my last scripture. Ephesians chapter 5. Talking about don't leave home without him. Receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit daily. Ephesians chapter 5, let's look at verse 15 through 18. It says this, look carefully. Then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. How many know we need to pay attention to how we're walking? Pay attention to how we're living. How you living? You know, what, 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 what's going on every single day? Pay attention to how you're living. Don't be unwise and ignorant of how you're living. Look at your patterns. Look at the triggers that the enemy can pull on you. What, 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 what messes you up? What, what, what deals with you? I mean, when I first got married with my wife, um, I, I, sometimes she would communicate with me, and I felt like she was yelling. And it brought me back to when I was a kid when my mom used to yell at me. So I'm like, you ain't my mama. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> How many know that's realistic? Like, you got to check those things because then that can start another argument. You're not going to yell at me like my mama. <laughs> we got to check those things. And we got to say, what, what triggers me? What, what sits me up for anger? What words that are spoken to me that could cause a war right now? You know what I'm saying? We got to be careful. Like, the words are powerful, and they can start a war, start a war within you. Be not unwise, but understand how you're living. Verse 16, making the best use of the time because of the days of evil. How many know that the days are, we're living in are evil, and we need to use our time wisely? Time is the most expensive commodity we possess. Time is the most expensive commodity that we, we possess. You can't get back time. You lose time. You can't get it back. You got to make the best use of your time. You got to remember God when you're young. Remember God when you're youthful. 
Remember God when you're older. Remember God on your deathbed. You got to remember God. Don't waste your years. Don't waste your life. Time. I can't get time back. If I don't do right by my little kids, I mean, I can't get this time back. So many people are jacked up because parents didn't do right. Time. You got to protect your time. Time is more precious than money. Yeah. Yeah. It may cost you a little more to travel (laughs) at a certain place, but you can't get the time back. If you if you have the means to fly. Fly because you can't get the time back. Time. You got to guard your time. The spirit of God will help you with your time. Don't waste your time because time is ticking. Time is short and his return is upon us. Protect your time. Find jobs that will protect your time. Find people that's not wasting on time. The wisdom of God. Don't go after the money. Go after the will of God in the time that you have. Go after that time because that time is no more. I mean, you think about it. Five years goes by just like that. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And you, before you know, you're at the end of your life. What did you do? The other day I was looking. Uh, we have several um, streaming services and, and we're learning to cut some back. And, and uh, we got HBO Max, Hulu and Stars and Netflix and Prime Video. And we just got, uh, I mean, you could literally spend your life, the rest of your life, watching TV. Oh, God, I was so depressed. I went down to look at the TV. I don't know what to watch. It's just like, this is hitting me. I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. And you could just literally spin your life away. And then let's talk about social media. You could just, I had to get off of TikTok. I'm not saying there's other devil. But it's just like popping video after video after video. And then TikTok go come over Instagram and YouTube. I'm like, like hey, you're just chasing me. You're like, come on. <laughs> I mean, you can literally just scroll your life away. Scroll your life away, just looking at stuff. Just like, wow, wow, that's good. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, whoa. Life goes before you. We're, we're, we're about to start our fast. Thank you, Ashley. We're about to start our fast. You know, we said a week every, week, every quarter, the first week. So first week of April. Yes, that's right, Cleva. The first week of April, nothing but water until sundown. <laughs> Sunrise to sundown. And so Ashley reminded me. She's like, PD, we got a fast coming out. I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was thinking about next year. I said, she received the word of the Lord. She reminded me. <laughs> So first week of April, we're going to fast. We're going to fast. Amen. But you got to protect your time. That's, my point is the Spirit of God will help you and lead you with your time. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It is foolish to not understand the will of God. It is foolish to not understand the will of God. So understand the will of God. And this one right here. Verse 18. Do not be drunk with wine. For that is debauchery. <laughs> Some of y'all are sipping Christians. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now, oh, my old Pentecostal background want to say, you're going to hell, buddy. <laughs> but the Bible doesn't say you can't drink. It says don't get drunk. Now, some of y'all, some of y'all don't get crazy. Oh, yeah. The Bible says don't, yeah, yeah I'm not going to get drunk. <laughs> but it tells you don't be drunk where there's debauchery. Don't get drunk with wine. But sometimes we can get drunk off of power. We can get drunk off of other sexual things and so forth. You can get drunk off of entertainment. Mafia movies. You get drunk off of mafia movies thinking that you are the done. <laughs> I'm, serious. I'm serious. And then uh, another story real quick. So there was a game. I, I borrowed this from when I was a youth pastor. We, we serve young people, and um, the, the effects of that is still, it's amazing to see the fruit of that. And I was taking a class at Rutgers, Expository Writing, Part 2. And I needed to, like, do some research. And I borrowed this game system from somebody. I hope I gave it back to him. It was Grand Theft Auto. 
And I had to play it and write about it. So, you know, I'm not like a really, I'm not a gamer at all. I'm horrible. <laughs> and, and so, Elijah, I saw that. <laughs> and so I was like playing. I was like, and I was playing. I was getting into it. It was real bad because they used profanity, right? And they were like talking back to the cops. And so, no lie, I one day I was going down Route 1. <laughs> and the cop was like, oh, come on, come on, pull me over. And I'm like, well, Lord, where is this thought coming from? <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, I was playing the game, and it, like, it, it was like I became part, it became part of my life. I mean, they're just the and it was just only like I had to do it for a whole week. Like I had to do like 20 hours of playing this game, and I was like, "Yo, I want one of these." Yes, I could have wasted my life away playing games. So don't be drunk with other things, entertainment. Okay, real quick, last one, but be filled with the spirit. But be filled with the spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with anger. Don't be drunk with your emotions. Don't be drunk with power. Don't power the movie, the show, Fifty Cent. Don't be drunk, Tommy. All right. Don't be drunk. Don't be drunk with those things. Don't be drunk with music. I love music. They Isley Brothers wrote that for me. I love music. I really do. I think music was created for me. And God, <laughs> I mean, I just, I love music. I can listen to music all the time and not sweat it. Like, yo, this is the, this, the Lord is in this. <laughs> Don't be drunk with that. Don't be drunk with anything. But instead, be filled with the Spirit of God. Let me give you the practical. How to be filled with the Spirit. You got to feed on the Word of God. You got to feed on the Word of God. Number two, you got to pray. If you're going to be filled with the Spirit, you got to pray. Here's a, one of them songs coming up. MC Hammer, you got to pray just to make it today. You got to pray. You got to pray. And I'm not talking about one of them summer, summer prayers. <laughs> I'm talking about real prayers. Like time, time, time with prayer, both in your native tongue, Italy, um, Italian, um, and Brazil, Portuguese. I'm sorry. Um, in English, you got to pray with your understanding, and then you got to pray in tongues. Then you got to spend time worshiping. That's my third point worship, praise, and worship. I'm talking about telling the Lord how much you love Him and speaking well of Him. Oh, Lord, I love you. I worship you. I thank you. Sometimes shout, shout to the Lord. Glory to God! Shout. Go, go around your house shouting, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, 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 do that. I mean, if you can shout cuss words, you can shout glory to God. Amen? You can shout over a, 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 a football, soccer or a physical one. You, you can shout over to the guy who woke you up in the morning. Shout unto the Lord. Do a dance before the Lord. Dance and give him glory and honor. Make, some, make his name glorious in your room, in your house, in your apartment, in your car, whether you're homeless or not. I got you. I've been homeless. Yeah, I'll tell you that one day. Uh, uh, like, you, regardless of where you find yourself, give praise to him. Amen. Amen. And last but not least, be willing to hear him. Be willing to hear him. So we're talking about don't leave home without him. Receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit daily. You're going to feed yourself on the word. You're going to pray. And you're going to praise and worship. And you got to be willing to hear him. Allow him to speak to you things you don't want to hear. I keep saying that. He's not always going to tell you what you want to hear. Allow him to speak to you. Allow him to speak to you. Even now, close your eyes. Even now, he's speaking to some of you all. And when I say speaking, I'm not talking about you hearing an audible voice. I'm talking about in your heart. In your heart, he's speaking to you. If you'll listen to him, he'll speak concerning those things you've been praying about. He'll speak concerning that person that you're concerned about. He'll speak concerning that situation. Learn how to listen to him. See, prayer is a, should be a dialogue, not a monologue. It should be you communicating with God and God by his spirit communicating with you. He'll speak to you. It may be just a word, a phrase, or a sense, or some would call it a feeling, but it may be a sense. He's speaking to some of y'all right now. Go ahead and, and yield to him. Receive. You re, when you receive his ministry, you, you're open. 
You open yourself up. And sometimes it may just be a thought. It'll be a strong impression and a thought will come to you. That, that, you know, and and then you, as you pray and you continue to pray, that thought keeps coming back to you. I'm not saying that every thought that comes to you is from God, but it may just be the Lord prompting you about something. I'm telling you, learn how to listen to him. Learn to practice listening to the spirit of God. Practice understanding the ways of God. And whatever, whatever he says will be in sync with the scriptures. He's not going to tell you something that's contrary to the scripture. But there's times he'll tell you to leave people alone. There's times that he'll tell you to cut off relationships and block people on the phone. Yes, he will. Sometimes he'll tell you, he'll lead you and guide you for, from a season of, 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 of a show. I mean, I remember one preacher I was listening to all the time, and that preacher actually became an idol in my heart. And I was listening to him all the time, all the time. And him, he can preach. That man can rip the scriptures. I'm not talking about a negative, but just rightly divide. The Spirit of the Lord says, stop listening to him. And I, I, I my wife, we would sit down after church. We would youth ministry, come home and listen to him. I was like, oh, this man can preach. I'm going to preach his messages. <laughs> and the Lord told me to stop listening to him. It, well, does that mean that something was wrong with him? No, it, he became an idol in my heart. You know, an idol in my mind. And then later on, some other stuff was revealed. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you got to listen to the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.